You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. Enjoy benefits like exclusive content, merch discounts, and behind-the-scenes looks at all things Rare Drop. Go to patreon.com slash raredrop to become a member today, and thank you so much to our current patrons who helped make this show possible. Dave the New Nerd, Neil Anderson, Jack DeVille, Philip Snyder, Jedi Chaffee, Paul Marzik, Aether Mana, Respect KS, PD Club, wow dad, Justin McMahon, Stephen Purd, Matt LaRue, and all of the other patrons. Thank you so much. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. God, can you believe we stopped at 19? <laughs> we were on such a roll, man. We were doing so good. And then we GCX happened. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it was GCX. 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 And then we just got so accustomed to not. Remind me never to uh, be innovative ever again. <laughs> just remind me. The next time I come up with an idea that everyone's like, wow, that sounds cool and good. I'll give Rob credit here. He's the only one that was like, I don't know about this. He, said he that probably was the only one who logistically knew, aside from yourself, what it was, what it, the, the logistical cost, like what it's going to take to make it X, Y, and Z. Aside from that, I can talk about anything else at the advice of my lawyer. <laughs> Copy that. So we'll so leave it there. Steve Welcome. says, don't say a damn word. Steve is, is currently, he got a job with PUBG. He is like basically the legal counsel for PUBG in, in the English speaking world. So I He's still working with blue balls now. I still use the firm that he used to work with. But Steve is no longer my my counsel. What? He's blue balls. Yeah, he's he wanted to try something different. And you know, right, who fair. knows where he'll end up. But I'm proud of him. He's doing really it good. Seems like a good spot to be. The only problem is most of his higher ups are either in San Francisco or Korea. So the poor guy is like dead silent during the day and then it, it, early in the morning and late at night is when he takes all of his calls it's, that's Jeez. the only thing that i'm like nope i currently enjoy my nine to five even yeah, it's right technically not really a nine to five um welcome to uh, episode 20 mike and i are back doing the thing uh lots of changes coming and and lots of cool stuff uh today's format's gonna be loose but i do have things to talk about in some format and all that stuff. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. Happy but birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, you Rob. Fuck. My birthday is Sunday. Oh, my God. Yep. And then Tim's birthday mm. is a week from Friday. Tim's wife mm-hmm. is on Monday. Tim's son is the 27th or the 28th. What my the wife hell? is the 31st. Mindy's husband is the 31st. Corey, our new creative director, his uh, birthday is like the 28th or something. Dude. And then Ben is is September 5th. What the hell is it with you summer babies? And then Wayne is October 6th. Man. Just never ends. Well, if you no. do the math, we were all like Christmas presents in one form or another. 
Fair. Think about it. August. Yes. Mm -hmm. You were all Christmas activities, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy and daddy had a little too much eggnog. New New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mommy was not kissing Santa Claus. She was kissing daddy. Um... So yeah, it's it's gonna be a crazy birthday month. My wife keeps going, What do you want for your birthday? I don't know. Sex? Like, yeah, this is the first year. So every every year I I get the same question, right? What do you want? And it's I'm typically throughout the year, it's like, I'm a big boy now. I buy what I want throughout yeah. the year. And this year I I have a ton of shit where I just screenshot everything. Mm-hmm, so smart. now the Dude, it's all prepped and loaded. And as soon as she asks me the question, I'm just going to go boom, 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 boom. I, I say sex every time and she rolls her eyes and goes, you're getting that anyway. What else <laughs> do you want? And that's then, a freebie. Yeah. So then this year, I, I guess I've reached like level three of working out, which is now I'm getting workout clothes. Is oh, okay. That, is that like okay. the next step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so I started. I, I got an Under Armour shirt that doesn't show my my because I sweat like a pig. When I sweat, well, time, it's disgusting. This does what not. What time show are you my waking sweat. up in the morning? Four thirty. Yes, it's the right answer. Yeah, four thirty. Down yep. by like six. Is it okay? I'll ask you this about working out because Tim rolls his eyes at me when I tell him this. I will shower if it's early enough. I will climb back into bed and take a forty-five minute nap. Negative. No good. I don't. But is it no good? Um, I don't. I don't know that it's necessarily no good. I mean, I can't say sleep is bad, but doesn't that defeat the purpose of waking up and feeling accomplished in the morning? That's not why I do it. I wake up because it's the, literally the only time of the day I oh, have fair. to work out. Fair, but it still <laughs> sets the tone for your day, right? Yes, I feel much better when I work out than when I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's but sets. on the days that I work out and take a nap before I go to work, I feel amazing, Mike. This is so we. The gym we go to, it's awesome because I get two locations and the one location is 24 hours. Yep. And the way I like to work out is I, I like. We got it because there's a lot of family stuff to do. They have several pools, tons mm-hmm. of like workout classes that my wife does and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I work out, I like to go in, focus on what I need to get done, do it and then bounce. I don't you know what I mean? And so I like to do it early and get it out of the way because I like to have the rest of my day to do whatever. I like to do the workout thing when it's not interfering with the rest of my day things. Like, I don't I don't want to have to choose between the two. I'd rather just get my ass up early, get it done and then whatever for the rest of the day. So half now I struggle with do you want to go as a family and like we can just all go and he can enjoy kids kids zone and you can work out and then I can work out. I'm like. Oh, you're you're she frames it. So it's like I'm denying time with my child. I already know that I'm pushing Tim's limits by being in his in his like his personal spiritual thing that he does in the morning. <laughs> if someone else tried to show up, I know he would murder them. See, and I, so I don't even mind like being there because a lot of times I will work out with somebody else. But we. Sometimes we'll sit there and bullshit if we're doing the same muscle groups, but it's not abnormal to just do separate shit and then in between sets you know we talk. used to bs because you know i would follow him and be on the machine next to him or something like that we are doing this hit um uh eight week program right now mm. so we literally don't have time to talk to each other anymore yeah, yeah it's good you'll do a set and then you have to do some form of cardio so step ups yeah, run in place i throw up every time i do that 
almost did the first time. He was legitimately concerned, uh, but yeah. I have not puked yet. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of myself. No, I, for that. I, before I had like the proper morning diet dialed in, mm -hmm. I would throw up every fucking time I would run like that, mm -hmm. like work out and run at this. Like every time I, I would throw up, I'd, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll have a bagel like a half hour before. Mm -hmm. I would know the whole bagel coming out. Mm -mm. I just drink a 24 ounce thing of water before I go in the gym. Well, now I'll preload like half hour before I'll get I'll do like a protein shake a half hour before. And then because I don't I don't use uh, pre work I, I don't do pre workouts. I, I value my coffee time too mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. So I don't do the pre workout thing so that I can reserve my caffeine intake for my coffee. Yeah. 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 I just go in dry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, a, you know. I don't know. I just go in dry. That's how I, there's I, a penis joke somewhere in there, but I don't know. There's a very like limited times where I would I would probably take a pre-workout like if I you know if I'm going in on no sleep or something like that I would you know probably take something beforehand but I don't I don't keep I don't have anything in the house I don't have any pre-workout shit I have one package that Tim gave me and I haven't taken it yet It's not like necessarily bad I just try to limit my caffeine intake and I like coffee, so I choose to the allotment well, that I, also, I give myself. I also fast a lot during the week in the morning, so coffee is kind of almost necessary to do you quench train the fast? hunger. Do you train fasted or do you? What, what do you mean? Like, do you eat before you go or do you go on an empty stomach? No, I go on an empty. So I stop eating at like 7 p.m. the night before and I won't eat again until like 10, 11. So you train fasted. Yeah. So you 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 do your uh, your like your protein like immediately after workout no i'll fast after <gasps> my workout until like 10 11 12 you should start researching like protein synthesis and shit oh god this is a whole new <laughs> level of i thought i was on like another level with the fasting and then like waiting <laughs> now there's this is a whole new level well at least i got something to talk about with tim in the morning <laughs> tim what do you think about protein synthesis? Hey, hey, hey mike was telling me he was uh he well Great segue. Uh, Mike is coming to Florida in September. Hopefully. I can't wait. Yeah. The, the only concern right now with the Delta variant bullshit is we had plans to go to Halloween Horror Nights and film uh, vlog style stuff with me, Mike, um, Tim and Ben. Uh, but we're going to watch COVID. I you should come either way, because that worst case scenario, you can just hang out at my house. But um, worst case scenario, yeah, we have a good time where you're at. Oh, no. Uh, Studio <laughs> shit. <laughs> but either way. Oh. Uh, oh, God, our kids will play in the pool and we'll get absolutely oh, hammered on my time. Shucks. Oh, All the vitamin no. D3 you could ask oh, for. You want, you want, do you want the margarita juice? Danielle's good. She's uh, making, she's modified the <laughs> recipe and she uses watermelon juice now. So she makes really refreshing watermelon margaritas during in the day. In lieu of what? In lieu of just your regular lime standard margarita so it's is there just, still limes in it you can put she garnishes it with lime and squeezes a little lime juice in there i'm down yeah no I'm this down. it's super refreshing uh mm. and, and and if you don't want to do the mai tai because i know the mai tai can be a little sugary for some people uh but yeah so mike's coming down um and we're stoked on that because like he said we'll do at least one live episode of this uh i can't wait i can't wait to studio office that's the other thing rare drop is moving we're in the process of moving my mover actually backed out of moving us next week um 
today because uh, he, he found out that? his employees were stealing from him so he doesn't have a crew. <laughs> so he recommended me to someone he's giving all his work to and I'm trying to sort it all out. But I have so what, to is be, he like going out of business. No, he's just trying to find new staff. But what the shit I have to be out by next Friday. So I'm trying to get everything <laughs> done by next Wednesday. Did you just build this office? No, we've been there two years over two years. Uh, we got the office in 20. So what's 19. the plan now? Is this like more permanent setting? This is bigger. There's more space. We don't have enough space in the current office. Damn. Um, so the new office is it's ironically, it's our original office. Uh, so my in-laws own the building for full. Oh, it's that same building. Yeah. So they own the building and um, we used to work out of there. Me, Alex and Paul were in there at one point. Um, and then we moved to this office to spread our wings. But we've outgrown this office now, too. Uh, I mean, we have we have a bunch of employees now. You know, we have me. So I, I have an office. Paul, um, you have Mindy. You have Corey works remote, but he comes once or twice, uh, probably two, three times a month because he's in um, Sarasota. Uh, then you have Nate. You have my brother, Jacob, who's moving down. Uh, who's been working remotely and we have Max um, and the studio and we are hopefully hiring two other people before the end of this year so it's like we need the space that's incredible so um, eventually we want to take over the whole building but right now we have most of the top we have all of the top floor and two rooms on the bottom floor um, and then hopefully we'll take over the other three rooms on the bottom floor but yeah, it's going to have a new studio. We're setting it up similar to the way Rogan has his video set up. So it's those isolated camera shots uh, straight cool. on because it's a yeah. small room like he has. And we're going to make make it work in that sense. Um, and yeah, it's it's we're going to start. Paul's going to start bringing stuff over there tomorrow, actually. Uh, and then we're going to meet and, you know, everything will definitely be set up by the time you get down there. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm excited to see it, dude. We're putting uh, we had removed because the problem was when I left content creation last year uh, and then we moved into the new office. I was under the impression I wasn't going to be doing any content creation. If I was, it was like Star Wars and Scotch and this. and I could just do it from home. We've come to the conclusion that I need to be creating more content for Rare Drop. Uh, so we're going to put like studio and not studio, but mic set up and everything. Video in my so office. Rare Drop ex- like rare drop stuff well for instance you have you when you're off from work you have an entire day to record so mm-hmm. we shouldn't necessarily have to wait till the evening when i'm home when we could just oh i got you do yeah, it yeah. for my office okay um so there's that there's you know uh being able to do short form video and stuff like that direct from my office so we're going to install that in there and then um yeah we're i mean with this office that we had now we had a game room and all that stuff and you know, we can kind of consolidate that stuff, but we need more surface area for folks to actually work because, um, I mean, we've we've expanded and um, we're doing some pretty cool stuff uh, creative wise. Uh, and we have a bunch of clients now, so we've got to be serious kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be doing some stuff from there when Mike comes down and, you know, we'll be hanging out and doing whatever and the vlog will hopefully be up and running again by then because uh, i can't wait every time i mention the vlog covid flares up so 
Maybe I should just stop talking. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, things are good. Um, I, uh, I took vacation last week, which was much, much needed. We went to Disney because we booked it before all the stuff blew up. Um, and Audrey, my oldest daughter, got to do all the Star Wars stuff. She was super excited. She had a blast. She built her lightsaber and her droid. So she was a happy camper. My wife hung out at the resort mostly, which is her favorite thing to do when we were there. Um, so we did that. And then the second half of the week was just staycation. Just I was the laziest, laziest. That's the best. Laziest. Like That's we, the best. We didn't get dressed for two days. That's like what? Just sweatpants the whole time? Yeah, just sweatpants yeah. and watching TV. That yeah, was it. the best. That was it. We made food. I love it. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do anything. I just I just sat around. Full on off. Yep. Slept till 730 every day. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Uh, went to bed at like midnight. So uncharacteristic of me. So, yes, it was awesome. It was a good time. Good time. I have an issue going to bed on time. What time do you? Well, your schedule is crazy. So you <clears> go to bed all different times. Like if I'm off, like we will regularly be up to like 11, 1130. No problem. Yeah. But, same. And here. then, you know. 4.30 comes around real quick. It's like, shit. Yeah. Do you, um, how many hours of sleep do you try and get? Because your schedule um, is nuts. Um, it depends, but I mean, probably around six. Six, yeah, that's, I'm in like the six, six and a half range. Anything less than six and I'm I'm probably going to be miserable. Yeah, you feel it. Uh, six and a, over six and a half is like the ideal happy zone. So, but I've been taking, um, I told you to sleep. I've been taking THC oil. Um, it's helping. Yeah, I got my card. It's like knocks me out, dude. <laughs> knocks me out. <laughs> I we were watching. What were we watching? We were watching Shit's Creek last night. And I towards the end of the episode, uh, I, my eyelids are just getting heavy and heavier. And I'm like, just stay awake. Finish it. Because I haven't seen that episode that I was watching. And I was just like, wait, wait, uh, you didn't finish Shit's Creek yet? No, uh, completely no. I've finished it like I've seen the end. I haven't watched every episode in a linear way. I just watched episodes as Danielle was watching through it the first time. Okay. I know what happens at the end. Um, but Dude. like I'm, I'm up to spoilers. I'm up to uh, it was the stealing episode where the kids are stealing from uh, David's store. And Alexis the is like, yeah, and Alexis yes. is like, they're stealing from you. Yes. And immediately when I saw them hanging out and he went in and he said something to Patrick, I turned to Danielle and I was like, are they stealing? And she's like, how did you know? And I was like, I used to go to high school. I know. <laughs> they're sitting there complimenting David. He's like, no. <laughs> so everything you said, was that true or no, dude? And Alexis in the back, like, Mm-mm. I love that show. It's such I a love good that show. show. I'm watching. Um, So. I'm watching uh, a bunch of different shows right now. Uh, I have to start the the Marvel shows. I have not watched any of the shows yet. So we started Loki. I uh, didn't finish it, but we started it. So um, we started watching um, Fast and the Furious series from the beginning. Okay. And my wife keeps referring to me as the buster. She will not fucking stop. I have to look this up because I have not seen fast and i think i stopped at like two or three okay the first one's the only thing you need to see to get that reference yeah but that was like 20 years ago (laughs) why'd you bring the buster back here because the buster kept me out of handcuffs so now she's just referring to you as the buster 
every time okay, I, I say something stupid. I vaguely that's, remember this now. That's what that she refers to me as. Every time. It's starting to make me not want to finish the series. Are you... So have you never seen any of them? I've seen all of them. Well, I've seen everything up until they started, like, doing Transformer shit. Are you a fan of the series, or are you a fan because it's one of those things that's just so intensely bad, it's just good? Oh, no, yeah, no, it's a train wreck. Okay, but it's... it's it's so far over the top that you're just like this. Is awesome. So far, okay. no, it's it's cringy. It's it's hard cringe. Okay, I was watching the first one and I was like, some of the references, I was like, oh, it like hurts my brain. Like <laughs> anyone who's a fan or even has the slightest bit of knowledge, like no one, ref- like universally, everyone thought that you just referred to nitrous and car like everything is nas 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 <laughs> fucking 800 fucking button presses of nas it's like oh my god but this is what we do in need for speed <laughs> it's like some of the references and some of the stuff they say is just so cringy it it's over the top and it's like secondhand embarrassment watching it and then you very quickly get over it but yeah no it's like an ironic fan i guess maybe yeah, I um, I I stopped very early on, but there was a comedian. Uh, I forget what podcast it was. He swore up and down by Fast and Furious, and he said the problem with everyone with Fast and Furious is they take it seriously. That's what ruins the movie for you. The second you don't take it seriously, he, and he used this exact verbiage. He's like, it's like a cinematic masterpiece. The moment you don't take it seriously, <laughs> and like think about it through those lenses, it's like, yeah, you're probably right. But for me, yeah. it's just, you know, I'm like, I'm watching. So I'm watching Shit's Creek all the way through. Uh, Danielle and I are finishing the newest season of Handmaid's Tale, which I am not a fan of, to be honest. I loved the first three seasons. I'm not a fan of this season. Um, so you we're finished. Watch what. Man, Man in the High Castle. Did you watch it? No, I need to. Michael, it's so good. I, I need to. It's so good, so good. My wife didn't like it, so I don't know Valley will, but I loved it. But I'm also a history guy, so that kind yeah, of that, that's what intrigues me so much. Yeah, it, it's it's playing. I be, truly believe that when it comes to entertainment, history should be a pri- a very big playground for people to play in and alter and change and do fun Why stuff. Not? That's exactly what this did. Um, and then some. It takes it to another level, but I'm not going to say anything more. Um, and then the other show that I started watching uh, is Golden Girls on <laughs> Hulu. I'm sorry. I just I remember the show when I was a kid and I remember it being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand the uh, nostalgia. And I wanted to go back, and I was just like, I saw it on Hulu one day, because Seinfeld came off, and I was like, well, we'll watch Golden Girls all the way through. That show is hilarious. All the way through? I don't care. What so this any- is one of these things where it's like, I can understand you see it, and you get the you get nostalgia hits, and you're like, all right, and then you watch an episode, and you very quickly realize it isn't, it like... No, it's better than it was when I was a kid because I understand the humor now. How is that even possible? Because it's old dinosaurs. ladies talking about sex, Mike. It Dude, is I old ladies dinosaurs. talking you about sex. dinosaurs? Dinos- yeah, of course. I That does not hold up. You told me not that. Not at all. Yeah, you told me it's if not good. If dinosaurs can't hold up, how the hell does Golden Girls hold up? Because it's old ladies telling sex jokes. It was not meant for you when you were that age. It was meant for you now. Now. The terrifying part 
is that I'm a little over a decade away from the age of these women. And that is horrifying to me. Horrifying. Because they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 53. I'm 55. And I'm like, oh, that's too close. Too close. These are the jokes. These are the jokes that your parents were laughing at because your parents were actively participating in the jokes while they were going, while they were being told. Exactly. And that, to me, that could ruin it. No, they're very funny, Mike. They are a very funny bunch of old ladies. And I wish I would say I'll give it a shot, but I just have way too much on my plate. The, to be watching the intro song is just kick ass. I don't know. It's a freaking great I'll, I'll show. take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. I don't care what anyone says. I'll uh, take you your word for it. make fun of me to the day I die. Golden Girls is quality television. I'll, I'll, I'll <clears throat> Kevin's stamp of approval. There you go. That's what I'm watching. Anyway, right. I got to get on to WandaVision at some point, but uh, I think we're going to finish Handmaids and then we'll start WandaVision. I have to watch that as well. I haven't seen that either. You got to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, too. As you know now, because we haven't talked about it on this, I actually haven't talked about it anywhere. I finally buckled down during the pandemic, watched through the whole Marvel series. I finished Endgame probably a little over a month ago now. Um, that I now understand why everyone was like traumatized the day after that <laughs> came out. <laughs> Especially, uh, 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 what's the what's the one before Endgame? Infinity War. Yes, that one. I can, waiting a year for resolution. I waited three weeks and it was it was <laughs> waiting a year. Oh my god! Uh, Spider Man. You remember? You remember having to wait for like Lord of the Rings in between? It's each not movie? the same thing. I know how Lord I, of the Rings ends. Yeah, but it's a long ass wait. Yeah, but and, 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 I I get it. Like I I, I knew what the premise was i knew that spoilers i knew that iron man died at the end of endgame i did not know how uh i thought thor died because that's why captain america had mjolnir i didn't realize thor was still alive and had stormbreaker um so when i went in i was like how are they gonna get all these people back because i never knew how they came back i knew they came back i did not know how so that scene at the end of Endgame, to me now, and I can say this because everyone told me this for years, is on par with Gandalf showing up with the Rohirrim at Helm's Deep, the Battle of Pelennor Fields, like every epic thing in a movie, Endgame now is in that conversation, in my opinion. It's pretty good. Dude, freaking you know, Cap, and he, shh, can you hear me? Shh, and he goes, on your left? I was like, oh! <gasps> <laughs> I know that reference. I know that reference. I was like a kid, giddy. Like I, it was like you were looking at comic books as a kid. They all show up together, and the music's playing. And then you're uh -huh. like, "Say it, Cap. Say it. Say it. You son of a bitch. Say it. Say it. Finally, say it." And then he goes, "Avengers." <laughs> it was so good. And then Tony's death was. You could have described it to me, and it's still watching it was ten times better. Yeah, that was that was rough. Well, no, he went out in a blaze of glory. I did not know he had a daughter right. in the movie, so that was ten times harder for me to to emotionally handle. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm Iron Man <laughs> was just oh so good. And then the whole scene with Pepper was like I was I was a wreck. I was a mess. That was that was a brutal, brutal, brutal scene. And okay, I have your, I have a question for you. I'm gonna ask everyone this. So obviously, he 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 knew if he went into that battle, he was dying, right? Because of what his subconscious conversation with Doctor Strange, if you will, right? 
where Doc Strange was like, I saw one. One possibility. Right, where we win. Uh, right. So Tony, I'm assuming, knew that like it was him. He had to die. Do you believe that? <laughs> Which is why he didn't want to do it. Um, you think he'd be that selfish to not want to do it because it was just him? Well, he was at the beginning of the movie. He was saying right. he didn't want to do it because he he was happy with his life and you know he didn't really care about everyone else's problems at this point. But it he was wanted that to hide or in the not, woods. But I mean, it was that or non-existence either way. Not necessarily because Thanos was dead at that point. The only reason Thanos came back was because they opened the timeline to go get the Infinity Stones to bring everyone back. And Thanos from the other timeline came in. I don't know. So with that, I mean, okay, let's say you believe that. You don't have to say you believe it. Let's say you believe it. Does that mean that when he stops to hug Peter, he knows that's the that last he knows time? It's it? Yeah, he knows that like that's his only chance, and he's so happy that Peter came back because he blames himself in the first place for Peter dying. That that was it. And that's why Peter's like, Mr. Sark, and he can't believe it. And he's like, because he stopped doing every, what he was doing. So I don't that, know that that could that's viable. That and the other thing that I, yeah. I said at the I think happened at the end is so when Steve disappears for that moment and then comes back as the old man. Yes. Did you notice that the second Hulk hits the button? Bucky's face changes to a smile. No. OK, here's my theory. Is that Steve and Bucky touched base after Steve went back in the past? So in that and moment when he hits the button, it clicked. He's like, "Boom!" Well, before he hit the button, it hadn't happened, right? But once but Steve after, goes back, he had already made contact with Bucky in the past, and he and, knew. And Bucky knew then what had happened, which is why Bucky's smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For that one moment, and then he's right. over there in the corner. I think Bucky knew because Steve went back. Which is just mind-bendingly breaking, which also adds to the hilarious. Do you think time travel works like Back to the Future? <laughs> no. Um, I think Bucky knew after Steve went back that Steve had stayed in the past, had a happy life with, with I forget her first name, but Agent Carter. Um, and, you know, fulfilled the dream of being normal. I never noticed that smile, but now that you're bringing it up and making me aware of this, it's that a smirk. Sounds it's not way even a smile. Than just what? It's a smirk. It's not even a smile. Yeah, that think sounds about it. way cooler. Who? Who else would he tell? There's only one person in the world he would tell, and that's Bucky. Yeah, no one. So I have a feeling that everything that happened happened, but Steve created this scenario where he came back and he had told Bucky. Um, that sounds way cooler than just. An ironic smirk. And that's kind of why I kind of why I want to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, because I want to see how that if there's anything that would maybe tell. Well, I know what happens at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just want to know okay. how we get there. Because I'm interested in in because that end of Endgame completely sets up what happens at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, like 150 percent. So I'm just I, I want to see it and see how it plays out. So now can you oh. now do you prefer Fit Thor or Fat Thor? Fat Thor. He's so Fat much Thor's more fun. The best. Playing Fortnite, <laughs> yelling at noobs. It was great. That was great. Thor uh, and the Guardians of the Galaxy relationship, I have a feeling for Guardians 3 and Love and Thunder is going to be absolutely hilarious and incredible. 
I Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite like sub of the whole thing. I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy. I came out of the other side of that and my favorite, I hate to say it because it's so cliche, but it's not even what I expected. My favorite character was Spider-Man by the end. I don't know why. I just really? I, I I he was my favorite. Um why? Is because he was a smart ass? No, I don't know why. He just I I loved him the most by the end of everything. Huh. Um who did you side with in Civil War? Oh god. Um Danielle and I went Iron Man. Yeah. I uh, thought Cap I, I know why Cap did what he did, but I also thought he was betraying the ideals of everything that made him Captain America to do that. Yeah. But the implications of what Tony Stark wanted to do is like terrible, kind of scary. It, it, that's also to me, that's like, whoa, dude. Well, Tony's also Tony gets his comeuppance in Age of Ultron. Because that's True. where his pride and and all that stuff is. But what he wants to do on the flip side of things is like. I don't know, a, a, a suit around the like a suit around the world everywhere watching. Yeah, the uh, what's it called? The Iron Iron uh, Iron Fleet. Iron, I forget what they're called. But yeah, I don't know. No, it was it was it was dangerous either way. It was it was the, bad. I, I yeah, I don't know. I look at it as like the idea of Big Brother, which is frowned upon pretty universally regardless. Can we talk about too watching Black Panther for the first? I had seen Civil War, so I had already seen um uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, and I remember saying, like, oh my god, this he's perfect. Like, I don't think anyone else could have played that role. Nailed it. Uh, but seeing the Black Panther movie and then Infinity War and Endgame after he passed is a mm. whole vibe. Especially in Endgame when he comes through that portal and the lights behind him and he's with his sister and they are all doing their, their I, I don't know what they say, but that was like... <sighs> this is heavy um and they're not replacing him you know that right like they're laying Mm -hmm. t'challa to rest and naming a new black panther in black panther 2 so i i give props to disney because they could easily go the route of the you know face uh thing like they've done with star wars with leia and tarkin where they digitize the face and then put up you could put a mask on him have someone do the voice and, you know, you could get away with making another Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. But I think they're doing it right by Chadwick. And it's probably going to be his sister that takes over. But um, that is that is the right call. But like, I don't know. Someone like Leia is just so iconic. She looks weird in, at the end of Rogue One. Oh, yeah. But it's still familiar. Like It's familiar. It's her know. daughter playing it underneath right. that that digital face. And. The reason that scene is so good is because you can literally pop a new hope in and you're it's like nothing. You're on the right. neck. You're going like right. seconds later. It's so um, iconic and it's so readily recognized that like Leia can't be anyone else. Like a lot of people shit on the solo movie. Did you like the solo? I movie? I love the solo movie. I love the soul. I thought it was great, but I feel like a lot of people shit on it because solo wasn't solo. He did a very good job of playing Han Solo. I agree. I agree um, wholeheartedly. I don't think there's an there's anyone on the planet that could be Harrison Ford, but you're also not going to get Harrison Ford to play like a 25 year old. So nope. I would rather them make movies and do the next best thing than 
do that. They got mm-hmm. away with Tarkin really easily because Tarkin was in that dark room on the Death Star the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, like, the shadows were on his face. You couldn't really see him. Um, but Disney has the technology to do that. But I'm sure. happy that in this case, they're laying to rest, you know, the I still, character. I think it's the right move. I do, too. I do right by him. He was the first Black Panther. That means so much to people of color around the world. Like, he was an inspiration. And he even my my son, I know your son likes him, too. But, like, my son loves, loves Black Panther. Every time he comes on the screen in the cartoon, they watch the cartoon on Disney Plus. He's crosses his arms over his chest. He goes, we're gone forever. You know, he <laughs> he bought he uh, when we were at Disney, he bought the um, or he didn't. He actually changed his mind. But at one point he had the Black Panther gloves in his hand. Cause, uh, Dad, because he was uh, like, well, I told him he could buy something because he was good for something else. And, you know, he was choosing between that. And then there was this Iron Man play set. I forget what he settled on. I think it was some dinosaur garbage, which I was upset about. But um, he at I one point like he was walking around dinos. the store with the Black Panther gloves like dad i want to beat t'challa um so yeah no I, I think they're doing right by that i'm interested to see where everything goes you know they said they're not going to do long-term contracts anymore for marvel uh kevin feige said that so that means no more 10-year runs for people hmm. um probably the right mo- also the right move i can't imagine how much those last two movies cost in payroll alone yes and the landscape the way cinema is right now it's just i mean look at look at um, the whole Black Widow mess, like oh. it just doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I just read Iger's statement on that yesterday. He said he's like heartbroken that this is happening. Um, after everything he built and put together with Marvel and Disney, he's like devastated that this is how. I've heard the Black Widow movie's great, by the way. I forgot. I have to watch that too. I have to watch it as well. I have not seen it. I love her character. I love Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh my in god, that, role. that death, Mike. Like. We didn't talk about that one, too. That one was because <laughs> I'm like, Clint can't die. He's got kids. And then his daughter, his daughter is Kate Bishop. I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh. Uh-uh. So Kate Bishop in the comics is trained by Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the moment where they send him back briefly before he comes right back. You're stretching my, my memory. In Endgame, they send him back in time really quickly to test okay. everything because he says he'll test it. And he ends okay. up in his house. Okay. He goes in and he's like, Kate, Kate, which means his daughter is probably going to be one of the new Avengers. Which That's means true. Madison Stark will take up the Iron Man suit oh, and be one of the yeah. new Avengers. That's exactly where that's exactly people where don't going like that. They're already setting up like subtle yeah. things for new Avengers. But I we're like 10 years away from that. So that's says. exactly where they're going with it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that'll be all their ki- I th- If I remember correctly and comic book people correct me because i'm more dc when it comes to comics than marvel uh but now i completely understand why the mcu just absolutely shits all over dc's dc uh dc is very disjointed yeah i watched wonder woman 1984 uh la two nights ago or sunday also did not get very good reviews it wasn't good but it wasn't as bad as people said either but it wasn't that good the first wonder woman is a good movie First one was good. First one's good. But my pro and the Justice League Snyder cut did so much more for those characters that made it more interesting. Um, Jared Leto is actual Joker instead of weird like hipster Brooklyn Joker. 
<laughs> Brooklyn Joker. Like, it breaks my heart that we got that version and not this version because the version. He's only in it for two minutes at the very end. But holy shit, Mike, the conversation he has with Batman. Really good. I haven't it, seen it yet. It's just watch the cut. Do not watch the Snyder cut if you don't care about the DC characters. Just watch the one scene with the two of them going okay. back and forth. There's also two versions. Um, one, he apparently in this universe, Harley dies. We don't know how or why, but Batman talks about holding Harley in his arms as she dies. And um, he says, uh, you know, I promised her that I would kill you. And Batman, Ben Affleck goes, and believe me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Says flat out. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks him in the eye and goes, and believe me, I'm Is going to. Is there a continuation planned? I, we don't. It depend- so apparently The Rock is siding against Warner Brothers because, you know, The Rock is Black Adam. Yes. So The Rock is siding against Warner Brothers and wants Black Adam to exist in the Snyderverse. And Warner Brothers wants Pattinson to be the new basis for a new Justice League on Earth 2, which is where Pattinson's Batman takes place. And then they want to do, I forget what the Black Superman's name is, Cal something. I can't remember his name. Val something. They want to go that route with Superman and then bring Green Lantern in. Also, Snyder casted Green Lantern, filmed test scenes with him, and Warner Brothers put the kibosh on Green Lantern being in, in Justice League. So is War- is WB the reason DC is the way DC is? 150%. Everything I've read is pointing the finger back at Warner Brothers. You saw the thing with the guy who played Ray Fisher, who played Cy- Cyborg, who so- had the issue with the Warner Brothers executives and stuff. Yeah, everything is Warner Brothers that's wrong with that series. 100%. So this is like the equivalency of EA just Warner having Brothers a stranglehold also, over sports. Yep. Warner Brothers also are the reason that the first Suicide Squad got cut. Like Joker filmed 30 minutes worth of footage and he's in the movie for what? Four minutes? Two minutes? Yeah. If, if that. Yeah. he's He filmed 30 minutes worth of footage and Warner Brothers is the reason that it was cut down. Not the director. Who Was that James Gunn? Yes. Suicide. Yeah. So Suicide Squad 1. No, that wasn't James Gunn. He's the new one. James Gunn did. Wait. The second one? He's the one that's coming out on Friday. He didn't do the he didn't do the first one? No, he's the new one. Who uh, did the first one? I'm looking now. Suicide Squad 2016. David Iyer. Uh, really? Yeah, David Iyer it, it bl- completely blames Warner Brothers said that end of that the way that movie came out was not his vision for that movie. That sucks. So in in essence, Warner Brothers has ruined the DC universe or cinematic it's, universe. It's 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 such a it's such like a shit stain com- in comparison. It, it It's terrible. And it's just it's you can't. You the can't, other problem is, is, is what what movies precede it? The freaking Dark Knight trilogy, which is also a masterpiece. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they were really so you good. come off of that where it's like you got to see Batman existing in a world with no super magic or anything like that. It was just regular ass people in costumes. And then we get this. I watched Batman forever the other night. So good. I did not know that people didn't like that movie when it came out. What? Yeah, I was reading a whole article on it. Like it was like revisiting Batman twenty five years later. I still watch those old Batman's. I like those ones. They're amazing. The first I one with really Jack Nicholson is incredible. Yeah, that might be the best one to be honest. They're awesome. Um, I you know I hate though Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I can't stand those movies. Yeah, the Wayne and and Rob and Pete like to talk about how great they are all the time just to make me angry. <laughs> 
But then I pull up, they judge everything based off Rotten Tomatoes and, you know, awards and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, what's the, oh, it looks like you dropped this Batman the Animated Series, which is the only 99% rated show on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, look at all these awards. As well. Oh, it's a cartoon. It doesn't count. Oh, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. I don't trust them for shit. Right. 99%, Mike. 99%. After Dave Chappelle released his Sticks and Stones... I lost all faith in Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. I'm going to because I'm watching three animated series with Hunter now. Oh, shit. I forgot. Long Halloween is out. I really have to watch that. What? 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 Uh, so audience score for Batman, the animated series is 97 percent. The critic one is 95 <sighs> percent. Come on. That's like that's a good show. That show uh, you don't need to convince me. That was the only show. So when I was growing up, I was allowed to come home from school, get my snack, turn on the WB-11, and watch Batman the Animated Series. There was two episodes back-to-back, Monday through Friday. And then after that, I could start my homework. But that's how much my mom knew. Batman's, Batman's life. Because you got to we didn't have on demand back then. This was you no. watched it at three thirty, or you didn't watch it. So at three thirty, I'd get in there. The best um, you were getting is popping that VHS in. If we you interviewed had one. Well, one of the first worst radio show episodes is interviewing uh, this comedian. I forget his name, but he hosted Batman the Animated Podcast, and he had all of these folks that were part of the show for production or acting or whatever. On that, it was such a nostalgia trip. But I'm watching it back with Hunter and I'm like, some of these themes, I'm like, this is this is they're pushing the limits. So they would say stuff like we can make it as dark as we wanted, but we couldn't kill anyone. So if someone fell off a bridge. Their head always had to pop up out of the water right after to show that they didn't die, you know, or if if they got huh. Joker toxin, then even the creepy laugh where like their face changes and it's yeah. all like, <laughs> uh, they always have to be like. Don't worry, we'll get him to the hospital and he'll be fine. You know, they had to say those things because the kids couldn't assume. Oh, my God. So Joker killed resolu- that guy. Wow. If you've ever seen. Uh, did you watch Batman Beyond at all growing yeah, up? Yeah. Yep. Did you ever see the movie for Batman Beyond? The Return of the Joker? Mm, I'd have to probably see the cover or see it again. Quick, quick synopsis of the movie. Um, Joker basically does something to. I think it's Tim Drake, one of the Robins. Uh, his DNA that basically puts him inside of Tim's like makeup. Uh, so when Tim got older, he started turning into the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dark, but they show the process of him doing that. And Joker is narrating it. And he's basically talking about torturing a teenager while he's doing it. Dude, that's Oh yeah, it's dark. it's super. So the whole the whole premise of it is like this is a pivotal mo- pivotal moment in Bruce being Batman. So he sh- he brings out Tim as like this deformed Joker kid, and uh, he's like meet little JJ, and it's Dude. Tim, and his arms are all twisted and stuff. Like he's fighting against it, but he has the big Joker smile on his face, and then a kid laugh, Mike. He's like, <laughs> and he's like crying while he's doing it. Because oh. he's fighting it. It is so fucking dark. Wasn't there a scene so like dark. that in Killing Joke? The Killing Joke is... There's Joker Toxin in the Killing Joke. Right? 
Uh, Why do I feel like there was like a like a like a kid being tortured in that movie? The like big it was like one in the ki- up. The big one in the killing joke is Barbara. He shoots Barbara. Is is that what it was? Yeah, he paralyzes Barbara and then she becomes Oracle. Also, the greatest monologue ever is the end of the killing joke. The killing joke was a lot of what Heath based the character on, like the the bending right. morality. Like taking it to, you know what I learned about uh, Heath Ledger, by the way, you know, the hospital scene where he's hitting the button when the bomb doesn't go off. Yes. So the bomb actually wasn't working on set. And he ran with the take and he was like, man, and then it goes off and he jumps because he's actually surprised. And then he turns and then he jumps in the back of the school bus. So He really was never out of character. That was a bad take. And he went with it. And it ended up being the take because he played it off so well. It, One of the greatest. They actually scenes. messed up like the explosive in the in the take, and he played it, and they Man, kept rolling. He was good, dude. And so good that he died. <laughs> he was good. You ever watch interviews though? You know how like the assumption is that the role essentially killed him, and it really fucked up his mem- like fucked up his brain. You ever watch interviews with people that were like on set or like were around him during the filming, and they were like, "No, that's." No, no, I, 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 okay. There's two sides to this. One, uh, I believe that he was greatly affected by his research. I don't think he was like in character acting like the Joker all the time. But I mean, you, he was like studying John Wayne Gacy and stuff for nine months. He prepared for that role. God, oh, he literally met with Jack that. Nicholson in Hollywood, and Jack Nicholson apparently Jack Nicholson meets with anyone who's going to be the Joker. And like warns them like you will need to make sure you take time off after this because you've spent a year or so of your life being a psychotic murdering clown and like you need time to get out. And if Jack Nicholson says that to you, this is the guy who was in The Shining. Right. (laughs) Like, true. You know, it's a dark role. So I don't think he was like to the point that you said, but I you can't tell me that researching that. Serial killers, murderers, sure. Joker's it history in general, like that, I'm sure it starts to fuck with your head a little bit. He was on drugs too. We know that, right? Like he was on. It was just interesting downers. though, hearing all the interviews because there's a bunch. There's people who are who were around he him. He did another movie after since. that. He did the Bob Dylan movie. What a what a pivot! Yeah, like he did another movie, so it wasn't like the role did it. But I, I don't think he came out of that role quite a hundred percent okay. That's that's my two cents. Mm. Because he was a little too good. Also, the, so the awesome. shot with him and Maggie Gyllenhaal. So good. Where he grabs her by the face and he's like, look at me. That's yeah. not scripted. And she had no idea. And that was their first scene filming together. Pretty horrifying. So she hadn't seen that, him. And he fun. literally walks out like that. And he like grabs her and starts doing that. So she's actually struggling for real in that scene. Because he just went into it and started doing it. That's so messed up, dude. Yeah, like there's there's that is so messed up. There's uh there's there's I don't know. Joe jo- I've said it for years, and I get it. Marvel has these grandiose and DC has them too, because they have dark side and stuff. To me, Joker is the most interesting and the most I guess diabolical. No, not even. He's the most chaotic. Of all the villains, because you just don't know, you don't know what's next ever. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna send you the thing I've talked about on other shows before. I'm gonna send you a link. History Channel did during Dark Knight. They did um the psychology of Batman. 
and they had real life professors from colleges like UCLA and stuff like that. You could yeah, tell these were that. nerds that were I'm like, into that. These were nerds that were asked a question that they've been dying to answer their entire career. Like, yes, yes I will break down fictional characters. S- send comic. that to me. <laughs> I'll send um, it to I you. am into that. But um, they talk about they go through the whole rogues gallery. They talk about Penguin. They compare Riddler to the Zodiac Killer. Um, you know, like they go through it and then they get to they save Joker for last. Um, and the one guy, he says the most dangerous thing about Joker is you don't know. Is he's gonna squirt you with that flower? Is there acid in it, or is it just water? You know, you don't know, and that's what makes him so dangerous. And that is also why Batman can't predict what he's gonna do, because there's no rhyme or reason. It's it's all the joke, and no one knows what the joke is because only Joker knows what the joke is. And then they talk about how Joker and Heath plays this out very well. Is it's the yin to the yang, the heads and tails, the dark and the light. And Joker truly believes that no one we we can't exist without each other. Like you're the you're the good, I'm the bad. You're you're uh, justice, I'm chaos. Like that's he how did a he did a good tre- job of that for but sure. But that's why he doesn't kill him. He dangles him like a toy, and that's what makes their relationship so interesting. And he taps into that when he's swinging at the end of the movie. He's like, I think we're destined to do this for a long, long time. Um. They touch on it in Killing Joke at the end because he makes he Joker has that monologue where he just questions what is justice and morality and all that stuff. Uh, he does it in the movie, too, when he's talking to Harvey. Um, and then uh, in one of the animated series episodes, they go on about what. Oh, it's the one where everyone thinks Batman's dead and Joker is going around Gotham super pissed because someone killed Batman and it wasn't him. And all he's telling people is like, you ruined the game. And he's irate, like beside himself. Like you ruined Which one everything. Is this? Uh, I'll find the episode for you. I think it's season yes. two, but it is such a good episode. And he's just so pissed because then they find the guy that he thinks killed Batman. And he's like, well, you're going to pay for what you did because you ruined all of my fun. Um, but to me, that is what makes the Joker such an incredible villain. That's why they keep going back to that. They keep they keep going back to that. Well, they I keep- said, you know how I feel about the the Joaquin Phoenix movie. I blame the writing. I blame the setting. I blame everything around Joaquin. I think Joaquin Phoenix nailed the role. I think he did a phenomenal job of showing the tortured version of the ex comedian that could never get off the ground situation. I think he did a great job. I think everything else about the movie sucks. I think mm. he was great, though. I just didn't I didn't like mean Thomas Wayne with no context. It made no sense to me. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway. Uh, wow, we've been going. We've been going. The, the comic book tangent really went off. Yeah. And there's still so much. Well, one thing I didn't want to touch on. Uh, we won't talk about that thing. Uh, I don't talk about that thing either. Unless you want, do, do you want to talk about the Blizzard stuff or New World or Final um, My Journey and Final Fantasy? What's that? On my show notes, I deleted the two other things. We'll save those for another show. Okay. I have my journey through Final Fantasy. I'm level 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blizzard's uh, downfall mm-hmm. or New World. So here's the deal. I want. I will always talk about Final Fantasy. 
whenever. However, hear me out. Final Fantasy when Rob's available and we can do the three of us. Okay. All right. So right? we'll save the Final Fantasy conversation. Right? Cool. I'd also like to get past ARR before I really. Like, I would like you to at least experience the Heaven's Word story. Like not all I'm of it, in, but like um, start to, I'm so in, you could see the difference. Old, old, Ulda, or whatever. Ulda, yeah, I'm in Ulda doing quests there. But apparently, correct me if I'm wrong. The way it seems, because I looked up a video on the lore. Yes, I'm trying, mm-hmm. Mike. I'm really trying. Um, because I started in Gridania, my mm-hmm. quests were different early on than someone mm-hmm. who starts in Ulda. You're starting quests. Okay, so you do have to do all three areas starting quests. No, Just not, not at the same so time. So you'll you'll start, and then as you'll level, you'll progress into the story. The story is static, okay. but where you start is different. You okay. will eventually go to all three cities. Because I went back to Grenania, mm-hmm. and now I'm I'm in older right now, running around doing stuff. The uh, um the story two point There's a lot of it, and they don't. The story is good, but they don't do a good job of telling it to you. They really don't do a good job of, of I'll give providing them this. you. I didn't know this until I watched the video. The fact that they used restarting the game as part of the story. It's in the story. That is such good writing and Did such you see a that? Did smart you watch that device. trailer? I didn't watch the trailer. I watched <sighs> the guy in the video that sent me the trailer. The guy in the video Dude. that I'm watching. It's like a 30 minute video. So I'm like 15 minutes in. Do that you understand? person explained it. And I was like, oh. That's why nobody remembers anything before five years ago. Oh, that's such a good job in writing. That's so cool. Do you understand uh, what happened? Like the the world, like what Bahamut, like do you know who Bahamut is and, and what happened? I know Bahamut and, is the dragon. Uh, yes. And I know. Destroyed that, that. I saw the cinematic in the beginning, right? That's Bahamut. With him, right? That, that you saw that though. You saw that trailer. Yeah, and there's the, like the people so, up on the hill during the battle and all that stuff. What's what's so fucking what's so cool and so what I appreciate so much about this game and, and like why part of it why I got so into it and so vested in the beginning. Everything, dude, is done with the utmost attention. Yeah, what you just described, like with the smirk from Bucky, mm-hmm. that type of detail is here to the point where, where they were like, all right, everyone who is here in 1.0, they had a big like end of world events, right? Everyone that was still playing was participating in these end of world events. And what was happening was devs were alive. They just kept sending in waves and waves because it was a massive battle mm-hmm. and the devs were just sending them in, sending them in and they were sending bigger and badder waves and the players were just kicking ass and killing. And they kept the servers live up until the climax where the story, which is the cataclysm, which is them blowing everything up. So what happened is they kept the servers live up until the trailer launch. And then what they did is that as the trailer launched, all the players screens went right to the trailer. And as everything went up and exploded and died, once the world died, servers shut down. So everything was dead. 1.0 1.0 died, servers done, players kicked. Fucking cool. That's really that is such a smart way to storytell. Dude, they they even even down to higher difficulty levels. So if you do if you do a trial, right? You do the normal trial, it's part of the story, you're fighting a primal, whatever. There's different versions of that fight. And the harder versions, you know how like you your friend does something cool, and when you're 
when your friend tells you what he did, it's one version. And then when you repeat what your friend did, kind of braggadocious to someone else, you kind of beef it up a little bit, right? <laughs> That's hard mode versions in this game. Hard, extreme, hard, extreme, all that shit. In order for you to unlock those, you have to go to a wandering minstrel. You go to the minstrel <laughs> and the changes from normal to extreme or normal to hard is the is the embellished storytelling the embellished story of the minstrel. <laughs> that's genius i like that a lot so as you're progressing it's as this the boss gets harder and does different moves and different shit it's because the minstrel's embellishing the story it's like the it's like uh 300 dude it, the way exactly. 300 is told is it's told like an old man sitting around a campfire telling yes. a story to children we all know it's historically accurate but we also know there was not like deformed <laughs> right <laughs> running around on the battlefields with, right yeah no the immortals. I love that. the immortals are so, real right but not in this it, but no, that's they didn't have lizard faces of, <laughs> right so but they were to real to me the story like that story and the way like that's the that's the kind of attention and care that they put in that's their why story. rob keeps yelling that i would like it because i am very into the story of a game that's just who I am. It's just how I like to play. I remember for when I first got into WoW, it was me on WoW Wiki just digging Learning in. lore. Like, why am I here? What am I doing this with? Yep. Star Wars Old Republic is easy for me because I know it inside and out. Um, and it's just fun. I <clears throat> same with Lord of the Rings Online. Like the I reason I play WoW those lore. two games is not because this it's like a superior gameplay experience. It's because I get to run around in two worlds that I love right. so, so much. I love WoW lore. I, I have the, uh, most of the books at this point. I I love it. And then, um, um, so with Final Fantasy, I've had trouble connecting with my character, which I think I'm going to do a, a race change at some point if I'm going to stick mm. with this, because I, I definitely memed when I made Furry Catman. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, if I'm going to get into it, I don't want to be Furry Catman forever. So before you, you get a free character change. Yeah, you once told you me complete. that. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to wait for that and then I'll I'll do something a little bit more serious. Um, but so, uh, all that being said, I think it would be really good with Robert. Yeah, no, I agree. So Especially. we'll wait for Rob to talk about it. But um, um, I love the gameplay. I love uh, how nice everyone is. I've done a few of the duties and no one has yelled at me for you fucked up the rotation or. You didn't use the limit break correctly or, you know, you don't know the fight. Everyone was there was the mean that meanest that I'm using this term. I have air quotes up person. Uh, there was a fight in one of the mine copper something mines, copper bell mines. And they're like, you know, I was shooting thing and they're like, it's best if DPS just sits off to the side and we just tank and heal this one. And I was like, oh, OK. And I just went over there and that was it. That's the meanest someone's been to me in my Final <laughs> Fantasy experience so far. <laughs> Is that common or was I just that bad at DPS that he was like, nah, just go over there. It just makes it go faster. The other DPS sat there, too. So it wasn't like I was alone and it was just me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it. Everyone's been really nice. Uh, Alda's gorgeous. It's probably my, it's favorite, my favorite area. I, yeah, I, I don't really leave there. Yeah, I mean, Gradania was really nice, too. It was just a little too Final Fantasy for me with the enemies and stuff. Olda, the enemies feel like I'm out in the middle of some random desert. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Limsa just can go suck my left nut. I hate that place hate. more than life itself. 
the only reason I go to Limsa is um, if I'm taking advantage of world markets. Yeah, it's the only reason I go to Limsa. Well, I'm, because the market board is right by the Aetherite and I can switch. I can switch servers right there. I think it's smart. The Aetherite system is really smart because it forces you to explore the world and figure out, you know, paths and different ways of getting around. And same then with the, the flying systems, the same way when you get it, you got it. And you just kind of you, you can go from place to place and it gets really Done. easy. So smart. what I like about it the most is so someone like you and me where we might not have the same amount of time to invest Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily fall back like you don't really fall behind and if you are behind it's very easy to catch up yep and it's not catch up in one way there's five different ways to catch up if you don't like doing this one activity that's fine there's five other things that you can do that ultimately get you the same thing so it's not forcing you into a, it, this specific gameplay and it's not forcing you to keep up every day with your dailies, every week with your weeklies. And if you don't, well, I guess you're fucked for the rest of the expansion then or the rest of this update. Tough shit. Yeah. Well, let's do this. We'll wait. We'll do Final Fantasy when Rob's available. Yeah. Let's uh, end the show and talk about New World. Um. So and then, and then we'll 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 see if Rob's available next week. But New World, New World. What do you think? Delayed, delayed till September. It's a month. But like you said in DMs today, what yeah. the hell can they fix in a month besides slight balancing, scaling? That's it. it. I mean, Rob Rob made a point that you know maybe maybe bug fixes. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that they can figure out whatever the hell is bricking thirty nineties. They can fix. That's a problem. And, you know, if the bug fixes are at the point, especially with everything that happened in the industry recently with, you know, the crunch debate. So if delaying it a month is a way for folks to, you know, have a life and work on the bugs, whatever. No one cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I say delay it another year. That's the thing is most of the people online now are like, yeah, no no problem. There's a few shitters. But I think most people in the gaming industry are like, I'd rather wait and you finish what you started than you delay it a year delay it look at cyber i i don't think this okay so i when i went in obviously everyone compares the combat to eso right i would i, I would it's i would like rather play version of i would ESO. rather play eso yeah like, i would too it, like in my opinion this is a subpar version of eso yeah i i i, I am not i like it I do not love it. It is not better than anything I'm playing already in an MMO. And that's but that's the point. And that's the whole thing. MMO, it, it should, it, you know, it's Latin for time sink. I like, like crafting. I think it's better crafting than other MMOs. But ESO still like shits all over everyone when it comes to crafting. Wait, wait till you get into FFF crafting. Better than ESO? Dude, crafting in FF is a fucking rotation like a combat job oh yeah you're telling me about this it's got its own rotations Hmm. um but so my my thing is if this is the time sink right i can't i can't pick one thing over it i can't pick anything in new world that i could say i would rather spend my time here over eso 
New World, the other problem I had with New World is so as someone who likes story and immersion and, you know, even if I'm grinding, I like to feel like I'm in that place doing that thing. Um, Moving, progressing. Granted, I might be watching, you know, a show on TV while I'm doing that or I might be, you know, listening to music, whatever it may be. Yes, or uh, I'm sorry, not ESO. New World constantly feels like I am some one who is being sent off to do busy work. And that's it. Occasionally, you'll get a story piece. But for the most part, it feels like busy work. And then Mm. on top of it, the environments, I have not gotten an endgame. So this is a the farthest I've gotten. I think the highest character I made in any of the albums or betas was like 20 something six. Every area has looked almost the same. And that's that's. That's going to kill it. I'm so I think that's uh, I feel like, you know, there's a there's there's something to be said about rooting a game in somewhat of reality in a in a setting that has never been used before in an MMO, to my knowledge, um, or at least one that I've never played. But I also think that's what's working against them to an extent is they're losing that kind of high fantasy feel that that's to me, that's one of the biggest things like if i roll a character in eso i can be whatever the hell i want to be like look at all the different races you can pick from and the areas of eso are so dynamic like you are in the desert and then all of a sudden you're in the swamp there's so much variation and then you go up and to skyrim and then you can go to hell and then you can go to underground caverns with vampires like that's what i'm like i don't know if it i log into this and i equate the two because of the style of combat right right um, I, I, I just can't come up with a reason why I would really want to log into new world and not just invest that time. in. ESO. I saw some of the higher level armor and I was like, meh, you know, you see some of the higher level final fantasy armor. Granted, it's not my aesthetic, but like some of the shit is it's pretty epic and pretty, De- pretty detailed, like you said, and pretty, you know, I feel like I accomplished something by getting this. Same in WoW, although WoW's gear the last few expansions has really left me wanting more. But, you know, it still has that. SWOTOR, um, SWOTOR I wouldn't compare it to because I end up, I don't even use the yellow gear. I always buy cosmetic gear with my tokens that I get for subbing. So I don't even do that. Because, like, in, I think in Star Wars it's a little different. I do the same thing in Lord of the Rings, honestly, too, but I buy them from shops. I think you want to look a certain way because think about Star Wars, like, What's a Jedi dude with brown robes? Exactly. You know, yeah, you could put some armor on there, but Star Wars does little things like you can augment your lightsaber so you can put something in it that makes the lightsaber do. So if you want flames, flames will come out of the bottom. If you want really in that world, your weapon is sparkles. Sparkles will come out. You know, you can make the lightsaber be do something that you want. The armor you can dress up. You can get some cool armor in the shop, but like even with the the Mandalorian armor, there's a ton of different types with different visors and different uh, types. And then you can change the color of them, too. So if you want to be some badass pink and purple Mandalorian with, you know, like you can like animal pelt on your go for it. You can do that. And that's why I enjoy the cosmetic store in that. I know Rob's going to give me shit for that. But, you know, there's there's the there that that feeds into the power fantasy. Um, right. From a from a storytelling perspective. 
New World doesn't grab me like that. Like Final <sighs> Fantasy, I've been looking up the Endgame armor, and I'm like, my god, it's better than the sh like schoolgirl outfit I'm wearing right now as an archer. The Endgame armor is nasty, and even right, more so, it looks the, good. the achievement armor. The achievement armor is great. Like if you can do ultimates, the the ultimate weapons. I don't know if you looked up any of those. No, I haven't. Super rare, almost like I think between one and three percent, depending on your server, actually accomplish it. So I was it's mega rare. I was looking at a video where they were comparing like pug gear and Final Fantasy to pug gear and wow and how mm -hmm. easy it is to get nicer gear in Final Fantasy from, you know, just logging in and doing easy shit with with a bunch of people that yep. friends, no friends, whatever. And how in wow, the LFR gear is like usually dog shit. Like it doesn't even it's like an it's it's a crappy color of the good gear. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's like Final Fantasy doesn't discourage you from pugging and you know it's sensitive to your time and you that's know, your the pace. biggest thing yeah and wow is like well do this if you want to be solo but you're not ever going to look as cool as these people right uh, and that's um, I, I like going through i i mean I, I don't i don't do my 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 invasion i think i've done two invasions so far i'm just i'm just not feeling the invasions and don't get me wrong the people that do the hardest content should have the best gear in the game sure, and it should yeah. look the most badass but that doesn't mean someone that does the entry level you know, end game content shouldn't have cool shit too. There's a medium that you can balance here between I want some cool stuff. I don't have a ton of time because I got uh, three kids and a job versus sounds like a perfect place to sink an economy. I mean, just make something market, put right. it on the market and, right. and let people sink gold into it. Right. But that and again, that goes back to why I like the Star Wars stuff, because it feeds into that. But you would love the Sith armor on the store. There's so many different types with like radiating crazy sith energy and hmm. you know i just bought always go dark side always go dark side i just bought well i mean you can wear whatever you want on any character with cosmetic gear so if you want to be a, a smuggler in full sith robes then have at it hmm. um the most the most the most fun not fun the most interesting playthrough i've done is i did a light side sith inquisitor so i did the whole playthrough making light side choices <laughs> and the way the npcs react to everything you do is always like you're unlike any Sith I've ever met. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> but I just went black Anakin robes with that guy. So uh, I don't I don't know. I, I I think New World needs a lot more than a month. I think all they're going to be able to do is some scaling. And that's about it. And it's going to release. And I think it's going to fall on. It's, it's going to be another Amazon. I wow. I agree with you. Um, will it I won't be as immediate. I'll probably I, like, put time into it. Um, the big sell in that game is PvP, though, and I'm not big into PvP. Um, the big sell is PvP, and I still, I mean, it's a it's a miles and miles ahead of what it was when it first introduced. It was introduced as like a fucking Twitch-based PvP shit. Yeah. Which immediately would have killed it. There's no way. Yep. And uh, I'm, I don't... <clears throat> They're still leaning heavy into the Twitch integration. Don't Don't let them think you're not absolutely it will they're not absolutely they and i can't um i can't get past so the dungeon the, the dungeon mechanic as i understand it now is essentially farm for items craft an item essentially a key basically and then that key will then give you access to a dungeon mm -hmm. which i'm just i'm i'm why 
just why like why i mean is it is it a randomly generated thing like is that i don't know i i think i think games are suffering from trying to balance you know the casual person who will pay for x y and z and you know do certain things versus folks who want to have everything in the game earned and then there's probably a 70 percent in the middle that are like well how about a little bit of both (laughs) and when you get a little bit of both sometimes i think you see things like the key to the dungeons where dungeons and every other mmo is kind of a staple for leveling and how you advance staple and in this i mean final fantasy is forcing me to do i'm the duties are those dungeons essentially those are instance uh no duties are are instance combat feels like a dungeon there are dungeons that you have to progress through the story. Okay, so that'll come later. Yeah, because those are that's part of the story. It's telling part of the story, right? Which Swotor does now too. Swotor made it so you can solo dungeons. You have a an NPC, the story mode version. Not you can't go back and like you only do it once, so you can go through the story and experience the story portion of it. They give you a a droid that's like beyond fucking OP. Uh, that will tank and heal for you Um, or, you know, whatever you're not doing, they'll do. Um, In my instance, it's tank and heal or usually tank because usually my companion said to heal. Um, Yes. Wow suggests you do the dungeons along the way. They don't force you to do them. Mm -hmm. But I feel like getting a key and it goes in line, too, with the busy work like, oh, well, now I got to go find a fucking key too to to do a dungeon. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, well, after I farmed 20 wolf pelts and it's just if that's what it is, I mean, it is so PVP related. It might be fucking kill, kill, kill the uh, the the VIP. And it happens to be Joe Dickbag, the fucking Twitch streamer who's got a server behind him. And you have to kill him to get something from him to then fucking. You know what I mean? Like, I could see it being like that. And that would suck. Yeah. That would suck. Grab, grab his belt buckle. And that's that you need that to create your portal key to what? Like, really? I don't know. Like, I, like dungeons is a big thing. I get that they were really focused on PVP. Uh, and then I guess popular opinion came out and it just uh, they just changed. And it's just been continual change after change after change. And it seems now that they're trying to fall in line with the more traditional MMO while still kind of keeping to the the base foundations that they want, that they envisioned. And it just seems like a, a kind of a hot, like a mishmash hodgepodge. And it, it, it where that time probably would have been better spent on the environment and enemy variation and just straight up just combat. It just sucks to see because it, it I don't know, it sucks. It, it, it could have been pretty cool. Um, I don't, I just don't see it lasting. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it'll have a PvP base um, that'll support it and keep it yeah, alive. I, I, and you know what, dude? I say that and Guild Wars 2 is still around. So. They're coming out with an expansion. Yeah. So what do I know? I popped in that when I was like kind of in my MMO limbo and I was like, what do I want to play? I popped in. I played probably put like 10 hours in. There's a shitload of people playing that game. There's a ton. And I heard they have a really badass necromancer class. And I was very tempted. I was having a lot of fun with the necromancer, actually. Um, I was very tempted to start playing. No, I can't. I can't. 
the other one I like playing, but no one plays it is Rift. I freaking love Rift. It reminds me mm-hmm. of old WoW, but no one See, plays I, it. See, so. I, I, I have so much time invested. At, like at this point, WoW is just a regular in my regular rotation, and fourteen is the main. So it's like, do I really want to add another one? I already paid two sub fees. Yeah. Yeah. Plus ES plus I have ESO, but I don't I don't have a sub with that. I just keep it up. You know, it's always updated. That's the beauty of ESO. You don't have to have a sub. Right. I have it on console. I don't have a sub on it, but I barely play it on console just for fun. And that's why I don't know. I don't I look at it as this is the limited time that I have to to do this aside from what I'm already doing. And I'm looking at this and I and I look to my left and I see the ESO uh, icon on my desktop. And I'm just like, that's just so much more appealing to me. Just in every facet, that's just so much more appealing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how they get over that hurdle. The, the world of Elder Scrolls, you can't. Like the lore, if you give a shit about any minute story, you don't beat Elder Scrolls. You just don't. No. No, Elder Scrolls can go on forever. <laughs> forever. And then like you have you, all the fan mods if you play Skyrim, on PC. Morrowind, like you just there's just too much. You can't compete. <clears throat> I I remember playing Skyrim and trying to quote unquote do everything. And I remember getting so uh frustrated that it was so big that eventually I was just like, I just need to beat the main story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the first time I played it, it was the Parthenax is that the final dragon or the good one? I can't remember. Or Alduin, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I just ended up beating. I it. don't know. And there's probably so much in the game I didn't even. T- I see videos of like five things in Skyrim that you probably didn't do, and I watch video. I'm like, oh, never did any of that. Never <laughs> did any of those. No idea. Had no clue. And ESO I- is is it's it, it's it's the MMO version of the Skyrim Morrowind experience that's what it is so if you like those games and you want to run around with other people and do something similar it's not as open build like because you can create anything in an elder scrolls game eso Mm -hmm. is a little bit more siloed in that you do have to pick a class and say i'm gonna be a necromancer but there's three different types of necromancers that you can be stam right stam neck (laughs) next stam Stam give me that big sword you're basically a stam necro is a a uh, an assassin that uses dark magic. That's, That's right. What it is. Uh, but I have a temple. I have a melee templar that so cool. Like uses so cool. Uses these light spears, Mike. That's the best way I can describe them. And like creates pools of light on the ground and all of this stuff. But you can be a casting templar too. That just deals with light magic. And just so the game's very dynamic in that sense. New World, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that vibe. It's like you get your weapon and that's it. That's who you are. That's what you do. You know, and and, and the other, it's kind of concerning to me, even though like the way you kind of like level up your skills is by using the weapons, which is that makes sense. OK, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But what about respecking? Like I see the button. But what does that mean? It, like. Is that just good to go for me or what do I got to do? What do I got to pay? Like, this is all stuff I kind of want to know because as I'm leveling, yeah, maybe I'm in this class for leveling. But as I get into further content, 
let's say dungeons are more accessible than I'm, you know, kind of half glass empty speculating. Um, and I want and I need to switch it up for like, you know, dungeon runs. Who knows? Maybe we get set gear or some shit. You know, I don't know. I don't fucking know. You get set gear like and you got to change. What the hell does respecking look like? I, I don't know. Like, th- like. I don't know. Well, we'll find out at the end of September. That's that's all we got. I would like to end the show, Mike, letting you know that Ariana Grande is now in Fortnite. Well, you just confirmed it for me. I can now uninstall everything EGS. Just wanted you to know that. Fuck me. She made it to Fortnite. Yeah, Ariana Grande is in Fortnite. God. Well, I should. So so what's next? What's next for Fortnite then? I don't know. I just They've got it. Thanos, Ariana Grande. I just saw a picture of it. I don't know what it means. Like, is that how is that game not dead yet? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, bud. <laughs> is it even as popular as it was? Fuck, no. I hate that game. No, not even close. Just you remember when it was like a like a tower, like a tower defense game. Remember that? Fortnite? I remember when it was Fortnite Save the World. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? The PvP. That's what I'm version? talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. remember that shit? Yeah. I remember everyone sticking around because they wanted it for free. Well, they wanted the PvE version to be like the next big thing that they put out. But you know, that was proof in the industry that, you know, PvE doesn't doesn't pay. Yeah, until God of War released. <laughs> and Jedi Fallen Order. And Jedi Fallen Order. Wonder what the next one will be. I'm scared. And the Resident Far- Evils. Far Cry. We'll see what happens with Far Cry. I'm a little scared on that one. We will find out. All right. I got to go to bed, Mike, because I got to go to the gym in the morning. Let's see? Yeah, it is good. We went over. We went. We, we did a longer show than we normally do. So they should. Yeah, this be. Is, yeah. Well, I hope everyone's, you know, they should be pleased. I'm going to tell everyone to listen to this so they can hear my feedback on Marvel because people still ask me. Uh, <laughs> Did you finish? Tune in. Did you finish? Uh, but thank you for hanging out for episode 20 of the Old Fashioned Podcast. Uh, me and Mike uh, appreciate you. You can follow Mike Metric underscore methods with a Z on Twitter. Uh, you can check me out. Uh, go to raredrop.co and everything uh, I do is up there. The site is actually going live with some a uh, little bit of a makeover. Nothing crazy. It's going to be the same thing. Uh, aesthetic wise but we are updating like who we are what we do and uh, the pages for the show so uh, you can check that out soon enough and then um, we didn't do any sponsors today so make sure you go drink that delicious King's Coast coffee at Damn, King's we Coast didn't coffee no I meant to do it it's in my notes but I forgot Shit. so uh, yeah kingscoastcoffee.com uh, and it's just it's awesome it's what did I drink this morning Trevor May Trevor May good old May Day uh, you know, really a picture for the New York Mets. Um, <laughs> the slowly almost not New York first place New York Mets. Um, <laughs> they're doing that thing they do at the end of the year where they just start to blow dicks. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Episode 20. Me and Mike will be back for episode 21. I promise it will not take four months again. Thank you for giving me grace during GCX post GCX. And me. Uh, yeah, and like I said, with the move and everything, we should be a bit more um, versatile when it comes to recording times. 
Uh, so, you know, Mike and I could do an afternoon recording to fit his schedule. Uh, we're not so reliant on, you know, waiting till I get home. A lot of times, honestly, a lot of times we would go to record and I would just be absolutely wiped from the day and just didn't have the energy. So this will alleviate a lot of those problems. But thank you for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode of the Old Fashioned Podcast for episode 21 and have a good one. Later. Later.